Welcome back to Divinely Growing. Here we stand on five principles. God, love, family, the church, and freedom to worship. Guys, we're brothers in blood and brothers in Christ. You're here today with Sage and Leo Divine. This song that you're listening to now is our Divinely Growing song. It's there to build you up. It's there to spread positivity. It's there to give you joy. We'll have a great show for you guys tonight. Stay all the way through. Make sure to listen to the end and post comments on our social media at Divinely Growing, D-E-V-I-N-E-L-Y, Growing, G-R-O-W-I-N-G. Anywhere, Facebook, Twitter. Guys, go look at us and go post a comment. That's right. And right now, we're here in Pennsylvania, Bethel Park, Allegheny County. Bethel meaning the house of the Lord in the Bible. So right now, you may not be in a Bethel, but because you're listening to this, you're here with us, which means you are protected in the house of the Lord. Guys, right now, you're just hearing the audio because we're, right now, we're in our under construction studio. Hopefully coming soon will be some video for you guys, so stay posted. We just want you to know that if you're feeling down today, that God loves you. And even if you're feeling happy, any emotion, I just want you to know that God loves you. Me and Sage, we both love you so much because that's how Christians work and that's how we truly feel. We just want to spread love, spread positivity without any hatred or negativity. Today's topic is really just about what's going on in the world today because there's been so much confusion and division among the people in the USA and now affecting the whole world. So we need to talk to you guys about what Christ says and combine it to how things are playing out in the physical and how the spiritual says. That's right. In the Bible, it talks about how there's the physical and the spiritual. Now, that doesn't mean that God can't work through the physical. So, what I'm saying is that God lives in the spiritual, but works through the physical. This is a way that God still shows us He's there, shows us He cares, and everybody, this allows us to trust in Him. Guys, the trust of God is something that is faithful. Because if you're faithful and you continue to listen, receive, and give love then you will be able to grow divinely. Now, as we're all humans, we do all make mistakes. We all sin. And one of the verses for that is Deuteronomy 8.5. It talks about how God disciplines you. Not meaning that God will hate you. He will discipline... Yeah, sorry, we're here live. We're, he will discipline you for your own good. Which meaning that he will build you up and put more positivity in you. You will learn from your mistake. Sometimes a way and the best way to grow, guys, is to be put down to your lowest point because that way God can build you up twice as stronger. We learn this even in the physical. If you're working out, if you're doing the weights, what happens but you get micro fractures, micro tears in your muscles that, yes, you can feel them, you get sore, but after a day or two, you build up stronger. You get more muscular and you come back the next day able to do more. And when the devil tries to punch you and hit you down with this evil spirit, you need to know that when you have those holes, you need to fill them up with God's love, God's undivining God, uh, love. He loves you so much. 
everyone in Proverbs 3.11, it talks about trusting in God and understanding that when the Lord disciplines you and comes you to an understanding, do not reject or get upset with him because you will get through it. Let him correct you so that you may be guide, guidance, sorry, excuse me, guide on the right path. So when he's correcting you, he knows everything. He knows your path. Whether you think you're doing something right or not, it doesn't matter at that point because he knows what's right for you. He knows what's best for you. Sometimes going in and taking that extra step, doing that extra nice thing will actually be more counterproductive for you rather than growing both parties up. And as we talked about how we're all human, we're all sinners, but God still loves us. The opposite of sin is obedience. And that's something that you need to look at and you need to take in, which is that it's okay to sin, but you need to learn from your mistakes. You need to ask God for forgiveness. You can't just keep uh, being disobedient to God and respecting or expecting the same rewards and outcomes. So understand that when we're talking about the discipline of God and the outcomes, there is a point where you have to acknowledge and recognize who God is and understand what he is and what he does. Now, a lot of people out there may be thinking, oh, God doesn't exist or God is just, you know, not there. He doesn't work in our lives. He only punishes us. Guys, in First John, it says God is love. So understand that what God does is out of love for the world. Sometimes it's to protect us. Sometimes it's to protect his children. Understand and look to know God, and he will love you with all his heart, with all of him. In Romans 12, too, it talks about not conforming, not doing as the world asks you to do, but do as God's will be done. And that relates to what we were saying before about obedience and how you have to be obedient to Christ. We will make mistakes in this physical life, but you need to know you have to build from those mistakes. And I know I t I've been talking about this a lot lately, but in the past year since I've grown so much in Christ, uh, I've uh, been able to express my faith more freely. In my school, I've been able to do assignments to work through those assignments and show my faith and express them. And my friends and some people who I didn't even know would start expressing their faith a little more too. And that was just amazing how God can grow. And that is the name of our channel, Divinely Growing. Check us out on social media. We're on all platforms, D-E-V-I-N-E-L-Y Growing. We're on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out and be, uh, be great. Guys, listening to God is something that is overwhelming at points. And I know one something that's happened to me recently is God spoke to me so powerfully and so directly that I was able to almost discern the future. And I know people would say that's a coincidence. People don't believe that. But understanding that if you can call it and understand that the Lord is talking to you, you are discerning the future and that is something given by God. Recently, I was going to church and I was driving around. I had this feeling of love on my mind, on this feeling of direction because of all the division and everything happening in the world and in my life. 
and I was driving and I went to go get somebody and on the way back I saw a sign and it said first John uh, 4 and it talked about a line in there about the God loves the world because he loved us so guys that was just the first time I saw it now many people can throw that away or you know ignore the sign but I didn't I took it in and I tried to recognize it and I continued I got back home before church started reading John 1st John 4 and I was reading about the love and how that love brings unity to everybody instead of division something to help me get through this and so going into constant prayer and understanding where the love is I then got to church with my family and before the pastor even began to start, or before I even walked into the church, I was able to tell my mother and tell my family, I said, today you're standing on a first John, first John about the love, the love of Jesus, the love, the right love. And I told them, today you're going to be hit. I know I'm getting hit hard by the devil, but right now, Love will overcome. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, guys, you need to understand that God is love. God will not fail. In one of my stories that connects to that is that a lot of people our age, 14, 17, 16, 15, I hear a lot of the times that I'm pointless, I'm useless, I shouldn't be here, I don't deserve this. But a little fun fact, because you need humor in this life, is that you had a 1 in 400 trillion chance of being alive. And God chose you. He chose you out of 400 trillion other things. Other, uh, uh, sorry. And that's how I show that you're important. That you deserve to be here. That God loves you with all of his heart. So let's say that you're right now, you're thinking, okay, I trust God, but I also trust my mom, I trust my dad, I trust the coach, you know, somebody else in your life that's very positive towards you. And you're saying, well, why don't they have the same amount of trust? Guys, in 2 Kings 18.5, it talks about the trust in God that he had for nobody before or after him, but Jesus only had that special type of trust. The one that puts him at the top of our principles list, guys. God is first in our five principles. God, love, family, the church, and freedom to worship. But God is at the top because he is important and he makes us known that we will love through him and with him and that way we're able to grow our family and grow in love. Now the opposite of that is the physical, how you were explaining in the spiritual how God loves us and the trust that he has in us and the trust that we have in him. Now in Leviticus 19.4 it says, Do not put trust into idols or make gods for yourself. I am the Lord your God. Now I know there is thousands of idols that you can put yourself into. Drugs, alcohol, uh, porn, anything like that that the devil will tempt you with. But you have to resist. You have to say, even out loud, you don't even have to say in your head, you can shout, Devil, you leave this room right now. I am with God, and you cannot take me away from that. And the uh, part where it talks about make gods for yourself, that's putting God in the way that you want him, in your time frame, in your wants not in what his will be done. So that means that, let's say you have an assignment and 
it's it's gonna be late and you say oh god will guide me i know it he'll help me work on this at the end of the day right at the end and you procrastinate for that long and then at the end when it's 10 o'clock at night on the due date and you say god okay help me now and you don't get it finished and you ask god why didn't you help me it's not god's fault it's because you tried to put god into a box and that's not where god lies that reminds me of actually a funny story that I was with my girlfriend the other day, and she got me a nice graduation gift. Yes, everybody, I'm graduating. So, you know, way to go, right? <laughs> Thank you. So, basically, she got me a graduation gift, a nice little thing of a graduation cap that was a box with pictures. And she asked what I was going to put into it, and I thought, oh, well, maybe some graduation stuff. And she said, would you put me in it? And I was said, well, no. Even though it was a joke, it made me think man, I am not going to put you in a box. We're not to put, we shouldn't put anybody in a box because the Lord allows them to grow freely. Guys, divinely growing instead of just growing means growing with God. That is our channel name. And if you guys have not known that, that is what we're here to talk about, growing with God, not just growing in your personal self, but that adventure as a Christian or as a believer in general and how he guides you. And those people who I talked about before who try and make themselves feel like they are useless, that they have no purpose. The devil tries to put you in a box. He tries to say, you can have faith this far. He doesn't. God allows you to have faith forever. You can go as far as you want with God. The devil will tempt you into this box and then he will say, you can't leave this box. This is all you're worth. You're not worth more than this box. Stay in it because the because God does not love you as much as the box. So understanding about how the devil does it and in contrast how God works through you. When the devil hits you and the devil comes down on you hard, whether it's on your physical body through sickness, whether it's through the sins that he has you commit or the things that he tempts you into it. Remember in Psalm 103, in the verse that says, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Understanding that even though the devil will tempt you and you'll be going down bad paths and coming back to the right path, God always gives you that grace and forgiveness to get rid of those sins. But it is to you, and one of my favorite verses in Matthew is ask, seek, knock. Guys, when you ask for forgiveness, it will be given to you. Ask and receive. It is a two-way road. And understanding that God's grace is gonna come to you. Will you be able to receive it and allow that to grow and nourish your body rather than be stumbling because of something the devil did? And one of the biggest things that I have heard is the difference between magic and miracles. Now, I'm not talking about the magic that you see on television where somebody pulls a rabbit out of their hat or does a, a card trick. That's regular tricks. Now, what I'm talking about is dark magic. The magic that the devil uses to bring you down. And that is completely different. It is actually the opposite of miracles. The devil uses dark magic and God uses miracles, that's the difference. 
and the story that I've heard from my little sister, six years old, her name is Morgan. She talked about when she was with my dad and she needed to blow her nose. You know, you gotta add a little bit of comedy in every once in a while, keep you smiling. And she needed a box of tissues and they were looking around and then a box of tissues just appeared right next to them. Nobody else was around. And now that is a miracle because she needed something and it was given. It wasn't taken away from her. If it was dark magic, it would have been taken away. But it was a miracle. God had given her something that is so positive. And I know you're thinking, a tissue box? How is that positive? But she needed something to get rid of the bad things. And understanding that it was a miracle, right? Taking the recognition and the fact from God is a next part that... um, is something to understand with seeing the signs from God. In 1 John 2, 4, it says that if you say you know God, but don't follow him, don't listen to him, and don't recognize him, you're full of lies, and the truth is not running through you. But if you follow and listen to the word and listen to his actions, he will guide you with his love, and he will guide you full of truth. One of the best things about my girlfriend is that she tries her best all the time to tell the truth because she has been in a world of where lies and deception have occurred. And now she has had me come even to tell more truth than lie and let that love actually not fail, that love conquer all. One of the biggest sins in this world is greed. And it talks about that in Job 20. Job, sorry, Job twenty twenty two through 24. In the midst of plenty, they will run into trouble and be overcome by misery. May God give them a belly full of trouble. May God rain down his anger upon them. Now, this is talking about how God protects. And uh, one of the questions that I was asking my dad earlier is wrath. How does God have wrath if that's something that's in the physical? And the truth is, wrath is the physical name for it. The the spiritual name for it is protection. And having this protection for his beings, for his humans, is great. Now you can choose to be God's children or go against God's children. He will protect those who praise him. He will protect those who are his children. And one of the things is the Pharaoh and, uh, sorry, the Pharaoh and Saul. Now the Pharaoh had changed his mind from keeping the Israelites. And he went and sent his army across the Red Sea and water came crashing down. That was God's protection to his people. Now you may be asking, Why didn't the same thing happen to Saul, who later changed to Paul? The thing is that uh, Paul changed into a being of Christ. When he was living in the physical, he killed thousands of Christians. Now, that's one of a big sin. But like I said before, we all sin. And you need to know 
that you always have a second chance. God will be there all the time. He will love you all the time and he will never leave you. The only way that you can get rid of his protection is by walking out of his protection circle. So, when he's talking about that, and I think one of the things about it is that if you actually saw some of this happen today, how crazy that would be, and just in disbelief. And I I pray and I thank God so much that some of the things that are in the Bible we didn't have to go through. I mean, could you imagine having to go to walk across the Red Sea and to see everybody die of the, the parting the Red Sea? and just killing thousands of Christians. And while it happens today, maybe in smaller amounts, I'd say, through, you know, COVID coming in and wiping out people and diseases ravaging, but just the fact that if it happened today compared to, like, what happened back then, the stories and the different types of emotions and things people felt, how the world would get, everything would be so different. And I think that if... Somebody were to tell me that, you know, it's okay to do this or it's happened this happened and so you do it now this both, you know, conforming to the world Leo, I think there was that verse in uh, Romans that you always tell me about I can't I can't remember it off the top of my head That's right. As I said before in Romans 12 2, the the verse that I wear around my ankle It says not conform to this world you do not do as this world tells you. You do as God's will be done. This world will bring you down. And my six-year-old sister, Morgan, as I talked before, I told her this recently, that the world will try and bring negativity onto her. It will tell her that she can't do what she wants. She can't praise the God that she wants to praise. And the thing is, that you have to praise the God that you praise. Even if there's the world, the world will always go against you no matter what you choose. And you have to choose God because even in the afterlife, God will still be there. Nothing from this world you can bring on, but you can always stay with Christ. And the fact that people in this world will try to take you down and tear you down instead of building you like up and says in Ephesians 4. But even before that, just the things that they do to try to knock you down and the way that people are greedy. I, I mean, guys, in the Bible, it says in Proverbs 119, such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Guys, if you're greedy of the physical things, I mean, think of what money buys and think of the saying that money doesn't buy happiness. That's because money is in the physical world. You can't buy yourself, you know, a happy life. You can't buy yourself things like that that will change your life and, oh, now I'm living good. Yeah, I understand that money's part of this world. I understand that you need a certain type of money to actually survive and yes, it can bring happy things. But at the end of this world, how much money do you bring to the afterlife, guys? You don't. Think of estate sales and flea markets. When people die, where do their positions go? Except to the next person. In this world stays in this world. Our souls travel to another life. Keeping in the eternal life versus keeping in the physical life. That's what's talking about robbing you of life. Because if you're not expanding your soul, if you're not getting stronger spiritual 
then you're not expanding for the afterlife. You're a zombie walking, guys. Just greedy for money. The focus is on the wrong thing. And because of that, it will affect you in the afterlife. I'm thinking about the judge and you will be judged. If you're going to judge everybody with money and greed, then it's not going to come back to you like that. You're, everybody else is going to judge you that way. In the story that is shouting at me, it's saying, tell me to these people, is in Luke. It talks about how a rich man every day passed by at his mansion and there was a poor beaten man with sores all around his body laying there at his doorstep and he wouldn't even notice him. He wouldn't say hi. He wouldn't show any love to him. And even the dogs came and licked his swords. Now, that means that this man in the physical was not was worth less than a dog. Was worth less than uh sorry, was worth less than a beast. Could you even think about that? As I said, you are one of God's children. And then what happened was they both passed away. The beggar and the rich man. And the beggar went and he was standing next to an angel. And the rich man was in hell. He was in the place where God was not. Because he chose that. And uh, that happened when, sorry, what happened was the rich man yelled to the angel. He said, let me go warn my family for my mistakes and tell them what they should do. And the angel says, you have already passed away. You have not seen what God has tried to show you. You have not taken it in. And the beggar who was with Christ stayed there for eternal life. But the rich man could not even inform his family of the horrible things that would happen as they continued their path. And that's what happens because other people from the freedom of choice influence you in your life. Sorry, in your physical life. But as you stay true to God in the spiritual, when you go to heaven, God will protect you. God will protect you in the physical, but there will be hardships. Thinking about in the spiritual versus the physical, and one of the verses that I've just been shown, which is in Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-two, and I think this is so powerful for people not understanding the difference between physical and spiritual. It says that greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty. And you can think about, man, the people in the world who get rich lose their winnings and then poverty through gambling addictions or the stock market crash or, you know, regular economy things in the physical. But they don't even realize that, man, you could be rich, think you're getting by life, get old, stay rich, and then boom, your poverty hits you when you die. Because that spiritual life is not going to be the same as the physical life. As it was in the end, it is in the beginning. So understanding that if you're you know at the end of your life you're rich and you're not with god you're not using it for god's purpose the richness is part of a money rather than spiritual things then you're gonna lose it and go down poor when you go to the spiritual life and as you look at the world in this physical way you see 
uh, the people who do not follow Christ have the money, have the fame, have the followers. And then you see the people who do follow Christ, and they have arthritis, dementia, uh, Parkinson's. My dad has a disease close to Parkinson's. The devil tried to bring him down with this disease. He tried to tell him that God did not love him enough to stop this disease right in its tracks. But my dad knew. God loved him so much that he knew, God knew, that my dad would persevere. He would not fall into the tempts of the devil. He knew God loved him with all his heart. He knew the devil was tempting him. He knew the devil was trying to dupe him. And he resisted. And that's what you need to do. As a follower of Jesus, you're gonna go through way you're gonna go through a ton of hardships in your life. You need to persist. You need to love one another. You need to shout at that devil. You say, get out of this room right now. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Oh my gosh, I think we could talk to you guys all day. What a powerful message, Leo, understandably, and understanding everybody in the spiritual and the physical, how to trust God, what trust means, and in general, how to love and go for what matters in the world to grow your soul. In this world, time is our enemy. So we're going to have to wrap it up here. We're going to need to tell you guys that you are loved by God and by us and by all the followers of Jesus Christ. We talked about how there's greed in the world and how you will be hit hard by the devil as a follower of Christ. You need to know that you need to persist. You need to persevere. You need to yell at that devil to get out because you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Get out of here. We're out, guys. Thank you so much. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode.